0: Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO.
1: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, as we talk sports with you uh, for the next couple of hours and appreciate you. Uh, Spending some of your morning here with Trent and myself. The BMW of Des Moines guest list, uh, bottom of the hour or thereabouts. We'll get to Kevin Lehman, college basketball analyst. We'll uh, do a good segment with Kevin. All the hoops from last night. Northern Iowa in action tonight. The other three uh, state schools all played last night. One and two was the combined record. Cyclones win. Bulldogs and Hawkeyes end up on the wrong side of the score. So we'll get into those. Well, we'll do that before we get to Kevin Lehman, but carry it on. With Kevin at uh, 10.30 at 11 o'clock for the first time in, I don't know, We've got Cappy live. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, Excited to speak with Cappy, and uh, if there is any breaking news between now and 11 o'clock on the Cubs or anything Chicago-wise, well, you know, to be fair, he's on vacation. I'm not sure he's spending too much time on his phone or the current affairs, but Cappy will join us live at 11 o'clock. Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, presents Cappy on a weekly basis, Cappy coming up at 11, and then we'll get into the Big 12 with Matt Poston's... Do some basketball, obviously, but with the combine going on, some of the guys uh, that have made their way from the Big 12 down to Indianapolis, and they're going through the um, various drills, the measurements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, a good piece with uh, with Matt Poston's coming up about 11:25. You and I tonight they play the worst team in the valley. Hope that they can hold serve and make Saturday's even more. Uh, meaningful, and that certainly um, seems like that's going to be the case, but mm-hmm. you never know. Uh Drake last night, heck of a game. We'll get into that. I want to start with the team that found the win column last night because there have been very few nights when both Iowa and Iowa State play on the same day uh, that we haven't started with the Hawkeyes. And um, look, give Iowa State their due, even though they tried to give it away and they did give up, coughed up an 18-point lead. Actually, we're trailing for... A spurt there, what, 55-53 if memory serves, come back and win the basketball game, and it was Jackson, and it was Grill, and early on it was Solomon Young, and it was Michael Jacobson, and good for them. They needed this one, the fan base needed it, the team needed it, and God knows the head coach needed it. There's no doubt. The negativity
2: that had been permeating the program and what we heard from George Conant, his comments going into this game about and getting everybody kind of mm-hmm. dialed in and locked in, and you certainly saw that. I thought for long stretches of that game, even during the comeback for TCU, you saw a team that was out there competing. They were playing hard, and, and more than anything, that's what you need uh, as you go through this final three game stretch of the regular season and into all three Kansas winnable. City. They're all winnable.
1: I don't think they'll win all three. When but... West Virginia is the most difficult, but you have them at Hilton, and mm-hmm. they're still looking for that Big 12 Hilton moment. Right. And they had it with Seton Hall back in when was it? So, early December, first Sunday in December. But mm-hmm. it's been a long time ago. Uh, and, and yes, you've had some wins at Hilton, but you've, had, you've been beating the teams, the Oklahoma States and the K-States and the TCU uh, of, of the world. You know, Brent Bloom put out a tweet last night, Trent, and I thought in the show, come on, that can't be right. His tweet was: If if Iowa State wins the rest of their games, they have a path to finish fourth. Does that uh, say something fourth?
2: about Iowa State, or say more about the Big Twelve Conference well, as a whole? After
1: what we've witnessed, I think for the first fifteen regular season games, I got to say it has something to, a whole lot to do about the conference because after Kansas and Baylor. Yeah, Texas Tech got clobbered
2: last night. It wasn't even close. They looked awful. I know it. Awful How does in that, that game. happen? I have no idea. And it's not. It wasn't in Norman. They were playing in Oklahoma City at the at the Thunder's building. There, you would figure. I don't know. It just they didn't show. Let's be honest. They're not very good. No, they're not very good. It, it's as simple as that. West Virginia, not very good. They I lost know. five out of six, and they I can't know. win on the road. I know Oklahoma. Not very
1: good. It's, it's a, really,
2: a two-team two conference.
1: Two really good teams yes. at the top of the conference, and a whole bunch of yuck. Well, and
2: maybe because of the rest of the conference, are we perhaps overrating how good Baylor and Kansas is? Could that be a fair way to go? Because well, interesting those, point. Those two teams have been really good mm-hmm. because the rest of the conference isn't very good, mm-hmm. and because of that, it separated themselves, and that's why Kansas is twenty-five and three, and Baylor's twenty-five and two. Because I don't have anybody else to worry about in the conference.
1: Uh, Kansas's loss is the first game of the year. Remember, they lost to Duke in, in the very first game of the year, and then they Villanova, and of course, the game early January uh, versus Baylor uh, were were their three losses. Now, conversely, Baylor obviously they've got a loss to Kansas. And then uh, way back, the first way game back against Washington, Washington yeah. right?
2: Neutral floor, I believe, Was that, that game
1: one, one or was that? I mean, it was early. I don't remember it, it was, was the first game of the year or not. But regard, Second just, game.
2: They, they got a victory against Central Arkansas to get things started. French, it's not easy. No. Uh, that, that that was an indicator
1: that this team might be pretty good. Um 61 what it was. It, what does that mean about Baylor and Kansas in the big picture? I still think they're good.
2: I do, too. And I saw it again last night. Duke goes down. mm mm-hmm. Goes down to a pretty average of best Wake Forest team. Mm-hmm. And in the process, gives up 112 points. It was in two overtimes. It was 50 minutes of basketball, yet still, who are you confident with? You were on Gonzaga for a while. They get blitzed by BYU. My two squads were Gonzaga and Florida State. You still like that Florida State team? I just love their depth. But tight game, who gets the ball? Because they have 11 guys that they're confident Mm -hmm. in. And this is what Leonard Hamilton does. He gets a bunch of dudes, 6'3 to 6'9. They all seem to be long, lanky, athletic. But who's the guy in a big spot that you want taking a shot? I don't know if there's a guy on that team. And you're going to need those guys going forward. This thing has a chance to be absolutely wild. I posed the question, I think it was to Shelby yesterday, just about are we seeing some separation or is that gap widening between the top five, six, seven teams and everybody else? And
1: I don't think that's the case. I I, I think, Trent, that there's going to be a whole bunch of people winning brackets that have never watched college basketball. Yes. This, this We're going to be like in trouble a, this year is yes, what you're saying? This seems like it's going to be one of those years that you just throw out the form, you know, just doesn't play to seed. We'll, we'll see. I hope that's the way. It's fun when that happens. Yes. But uh, um, it's, it certainly seems like it's going down that path. So back to Iowa State. The two freshmen, Trent, yes. I think deserve a lot of credit. Jackson couldn't miss early in the basketball game. Mm-hmm. He took that uh, that mask off, and it certainly made a difference. He played every single one of the 40 available minutes last night. Uh, and then Caleb Grill, although he didn't score, he did a lot of things that you know. kind of... Um, Iowa State doesn't win the basketball game without his defense down the stretch. And right after King McClure, who, by the way, I, I guess this is an indicator of how bad it's got. I mean, this isn't Fran Fischilla. No, no,
2: you're not getting the A-team.
1: Right. Fischilla didn't... This is the first year... Again, we've said this before, but when your NFL team doesn't get a Sunday night slot, you're probably going to be having a long year for your squad. Hello, when, Cincinnati Bengals. Right. When Fran Fischilla doesn't get assigned Hilton Coliseum mm-hmm. before the season starts, you know that they're saying, eh, this probably isn't the clones year, or whoever that school might be. Right. Because Fischilla shows up at the big games, and he wasn't in names once this year. I don't even know, did he, as I think back, did he have, He had a, he had Iowa State, in Lawrence, right, a couple of weeks ago. That sounds right, yes. I think Holly Rowe was there. Yes, so I'm yes, assuming yes, yes. Yep. that for was there. But it wasn't a name. So that's just an indicator. You know, look when when the schedule comes out next year and you and you see the Tweet from Fraschilla, well, I'm going to miss Ames again this year. Another long year. But last night was a good night for them. I don't know what they beat. I go back to the beginning of the season. If it would have, should have. I mean, this TCU game ends up in the win column. No doubt. That Texas game ends up in the win column. That's a kick in the you-know-what for them. Three missed layups. Oh, just unbelievable. Uh, well, we're praising Iowa State, Um, And Nixon had one of the worst games I've seen all year out of Any school that I've watched, so
2: he's getting minutes, and yet we still see Terrence Lewis Mm. on the sidelines.
1: Mm -hmm. Doesn't get off the bench, nope. There's something there, it's defense for them. You know what? I think, but this
2: team isn't very good defensively, as a whole.
1: But I'm starting to, you're starting to be able to, I think, connect the dots when Condit comes out and wouldn't answer the question. You know, when he called out without naming names, when he called out his teammates. Uh, for lack of effort, whether that be in practice or whether that be during the game, I think you're starting to s- connect some dots by seeing who's not showing up in the box score for any amount of time, maybe. I mean, I'm just guessing.
2: Sure. No, I, I think it's certainly fair at the very least. So I'm looking here at defensive rating because I can't measure defense. I, I You have your eyeball test, mm-hmm. but it only, it only paints a certain picture. And looking through the guys, uh, Halliburton was the best defender. He was... 100. Can I stop you for a yes, second? Yes.
1: Did you hear Halliburton with the headset on last oh, night? Oh, it was excellent. Wasn't that good? It <laughs> was really,
2: really good. That's
1: what I thought, too. I thought, wow. First, I didn't know who it was because uh, I must have missed when he uh, we welcomed Tyrese Halliburton to the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I'm thinking, wow, that's really good. And then it became apparent who it was. Um, yeah, he did a nice job. But go ahead. Sorry about that.
2: No, 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 no problem. Yeah, because he was good and certainly bared mentioning. I think one of the highlights, maybe the night, was yeah. uh, was hearing him. And yeah, just... and the
1: two freshmen. Yeah. And yeah. Solomon Young. I mean, Solomon Young was, again, what a terrific 16 in the first half. So 100 is average.
2: That's where you want to be. This is defensive rating. An estimate of points
1: allowed per 100 possessions. Tyrese Halliburton was their best defender and would be considered average. Yes, average.
2: Condit is a little bit better. He's 97, so he's above average. Mm -hmm. He would be in the good category. Next on that list, Zion Griffin. Not enough minutes. Solomon Young, he's at a 103. Jacobson a 104. Same for Caleb Grill. Prentice Nixon at 105, but got to go all the way to the top of the list, at least the guys that play, 108.3. Terrence Lewis. Mm. Who's right above him, though, or below him, depending on the way you're looking at it? Rasir Bolton. Hmm. Second worst defender, at least of the the normal rotation, out of that group there, which is a little bit of a surprise to me. Yeah, me too. This team isn't very good defensively as a whole. As we've mentioned throughout this season, whatever metric you want to use, of course, I normally go to Ken
1: Pomeroy. They're 136 in the country. Well, here's the metric I'll use from last night. 65-59. Nice, the win. Win. <laughs> a nice win. the win. Nice win for Iowa State. So back to Bloom's tweet for a second. I, Trent, How this team has a chance with three games left to finish fourth in the Big 12 Conference? I have no idea. I I don't either. They're not
2: very good. They're not very good. The conference isn't very good.
1: After Baylor and Kansas. I think that's what we're getting to. Right. This team could have a four beside their name, seeding-wide. Now, again, they have to win the rest of their games, and I'm assuming... Get help. Get some help. But Bloom doesn't put that out there if it's not accurate. You know when he, when he does it, uh, they would get
2: to eight and ten. Mm-hmm. Right now, West Virginia seven and eight, along with Oklahoma and Texas. All three of them are seven and eight. So, yeah, you need the right kind of confluence of everything coming together for that to happen. But there is a path. Crazy, and that path uh, certainly would mean not having to play on opening night,
1: which would be a big deal. No, it's, it clearly would because I, I thought that that was a foregone conclusion after this past weekend that they are target ticketed rather uh, for the uh, for opening night uh, Wednesday night in Kansas City. All right, let's segue and let's get to the. Who, for I don't know, 38 minutes of the basketball game, went toe to toe with Michigan State, and you know Connor McCaffrey after the game, and I'm paraphrasing his his, his, uh, his quote, just the fact you're not going to get a lot of friendly whistles, something like that, when mm-hmm. you're at the Breslin Center, and that's all Tom Izzo. This is what separates, uh, I think Tom Izzo. I mean, he's not afraid to get in officials face and and hope that things will work out in their, his favor. And he certainly got the resume that, he's, that these guys are going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's Tom Izzo, for crying out loud.
2: That's college basketball. That's college
1: world. basketball. And that's what it is. At the
2: top. And it's about the coaches. And mm-hmm. the coaches get this kind of leeway. You don't see the Tom Izzo tantrums that he has on the sideline. You don't see that in the NBA because it's a players league. And the players are what drives that league. And because of that, the coaches... Called play. Shut up.
1: Right. Sit down. And he was told to shut up. Last time, Carlson. was. <laughs> boy pointed that. Out. Yeah, was it Dockett's who had this line? It was either Dockett or the uh, what's the play-by-play guy? He's a big dude. He does college football? He's um, I can I can picture him. I can't think of his name. Anyways, regardless, I think it was Dockett that said at one point in the game. Um, Pemsel and Hall are not getting along.
2: <laughs> yes, and they were—they <laughs> not. were not. That they was were fighting terrific. for a position. And
1: I'm thinking to myself, "Hall, you don't want any part of this, dude. I don't think." And Hall's a freshman, and he's mm-hmm. going to be a pain in the you know what before his career comes to an end. But Pempsill just—he's one of those dudes that I think, anyways, probably pisses in the shower. And good for him.
2: Yeah, Pimsel, uh Boy, the pass late was not good, but he—no, that's true. He gave them a burst. Yep. He gave them minutes. He was hustling. He was talking. Yep. He was. He was being the old Cordell pencil He's not going to wow you with skill, no. But he can go in there,
1: and he, just... he can intimidate you a little bit. And yeah. I like that part about him. I mean, he's a
2: presence in the paint. Get out there, be physical, use your fouls, be smart with it. But speaking of fouls and, and the discrepancy in the second well, half, well, Tillman, the game. when
1: Tillman uh, drew that contact foul, mm-hmm. when he traveled, right. I mean, come on,
2: yes, that, that was
1: was that, that on was, it was on Toussaint, wasn't? It? Yeah, they, yeah, I thought they were going to get Garza, but they got Toussaint. But
2: he was the difference in the game. Xavier, Til- we talk Defensively. About, because Cassius Winston was great in the second half, and he got going in. Yeah,
1: he had one point in the first half, finished with 20. And he
2: was ridiculously good. But that's what Cassius mm-hmm. Winston does. The difference, though, because I anticipated that. You don't think Cassius Winston's right. going to play that way the whole right. game. And he comes and out he and comes plays back the way,
1: three, three,
2: three. That's kind of what he is. But Xavier Tillman, what he did defensively. Not only did Luka Garza not get any touches there. I mean, he... He could not find a yeah. path to get open, and they were and trying Garza's everything possible. is working too, Trent. He, we know Luca Garz right. the way that that guy works. Yeah, he's it.
1: not standing still and hoping they get him in the ball. He's right. working.
2: Xavier Tillman uh-huh. was the difference in this game. Yep. Blame officials. I don't like that in basketball. We've had this conversation before. Any basketball game, you can complain about officials from the NBA Mm -hmm. all the way down to third grade basketball. You can complain at every level because it's the most difficult sport to officiate because there's contact on every single play. It is up to the discrepancy of the officiating. Xavier Tillman won this game for Michigan State without him. Mm -hmm. Iowa wins this thing, maybe
1: going away. Yeah, Rocket Watts was really good. He had a big role he offensively did. last offensively. night. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm not trying to diminish your point on Tillman because it's spot on. Defensively, Trent, he was unbelievable in the game last night. They wanted that out of Arns. Arns didn't give it to no, him. Right? he was not good. Uh, he was not good last night. You know, just one thing is an aside. I don't think we've ever gone to the wardrobe of the coaches before. I what was wrong with uh, Izzo's sport coat? You I know, liked the, it. You liked the jacket, uh-huh. like the plaid jacket? I did like. I thought that was a good look.
2: I think the 1970s are coming back. Maybe out of you, that's, Miller.
1: Yeah, maybe they were kind of. I must be about the same age as Izzo. Right. We're, we're relatively close. I thought it looked good. I thought it was a good look. Anyways, <laughs> boy, Twitter <laughs> didn't think that that was uh, uh, that uh, that he should probably should have reached into his closet and pulled something else up. But regardless of that, uh, look, it was a road game. There's still a ton to play for for Iowa. This was Michigan State for 38. Minutes they're going toe to toe with him. Luca Garza, forty minutes of basketball last night. I mean, I don't know what more this dude can do. You know, it's not like his tongue's hanging out and he's just going to take a possession or two off and and wait for the ball and hope that they can find him the ball. He was working and so was Tillman. That was a Big Ten game, and I enjoyed each and every single minute of it. God, I love watching that conference this year.
2: It is incredibly good, and uh, we still got a week and a half left of these games. I was looking forward to the weekend matchups, too.
1: Penn State, Purdue, and then Illinois.
2: For Iowa. They dropped to 6 with the loss last night yet the path is still there for I jump know. up there. We talked about Maryland's schedule, how difficult their four remaining games yeah, they've are. They got Minnesota tonight. Got to do your work at home. That's where it starts and uh-huh. if it comes down to it, how exciting would that be for maybe even just a double buy for Iowa if they beat Penn State and Purdue at home. Yeah.
1: Have to beat Illinois on well, with the road for the double bye, Trent, that would be a, I mean if that's on the line yeah. when they with when, when and they maybe head for over both there. teams. Oh man, the winner has the
2: double bye, the right. loser's a five or six seed, whatever it may be. I'll oh, be huge. Sign me up.
1: Uh let's get Brian in here, then I do want to get to Drake because they deserve some love. They played loyal at Tough last night. Hey Brian, welcome to Miller and Condon. How are you?
0: Not too bad. I just you know, I was just really, you know, given a hundred percent effort and, you know, Um, I just can't believe Garza how much he gets fouled, and you could just see it last night where we were up by ten. But Izzo's complaining and whining, and the refs just like go on his side. I just don't get that; it's not fair, but it's part of Big Ten basketball. Part of Big Ten basketball, Brian.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Listen, appreciate the call. Uh, Get back to us, and we thank you for listening to us uh, here. That's Izzo, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's, that's what he does. We've seen this happen before. It's the respect that everybody has for him, whether you like it or not as an opposing fan. I remember
2: vividly the most upset I had been, at least recently, in my adulthood, say 25-plus or the last 14 years now, was in Chicago. This would have been six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Iowa-Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament. Mm -hmm. And Iowa needed that win to be really an NCAA tournament team. They controlled the game for a long time, but the last eight minutes of the game... And it was the exact same process here. Izzo was stomping his feet, and he's complaining, and he's throwing his tantrums, and he's being a little whiner over
1: there. But wouldn't you like him? No, Matt McCaffrey's done a great job. Yes, but Tom Izzo's Oh, Tom of Izzo, course, right? of course. But this is who he is, right? And, and this is go back to two thousand. You stay. She finally had enough, and mm-hmm. he snapped, and, and we got kicked out. And that was before he'd won a national title. Of course, right. he won one that, that season.
2: Year. Right. But this is what Izzo does. And in that game, the last eight minutes, Devin Marbin. Marble was I mean, assaulted mm. on the floor. Fran McCaffrey is as upset as I've seen him without getting a technical foul. He threw his jacket onto the floor. The TV apparently never picked this up. I don't remember. I this. was at the game, and he threw his his jacket on the floor. It helicoptered around. One of the managers grabbed it, snapped it up because they were on the other end of the floor. Didn't get a technical, obviously would have if that happened, but yeah. TV never picked up <laughs> right. on it. So it's a story that unless you were in the building, I think very few people know about that. But it was the exact same situation. Mm. The frustration, this is what they're going to do. And I remember, that was the last game that Ted Valentine had done of an Iowa game. Mm -hmm. That's how big this was and how upset McCaffrey and the rest of the Iowa staff was afterwards. As they basically said, no more. Ted Valentine can do his game. Because late in that game, after Michigan State pulls it out, final seconds, they're shooting free throws. And there's Ted Valentine, Todd mm. and Izzo, just yucking it up the last 10 seconds of the game. And, <laughs> yeah, you hate to see that. <laughs> and, and last night, Izzo had the referees laughing. Now, it could have been something he said. It could have uh. been a funny, whatever it was. But that's what, as a fan, that's what gets frustrating. No, I you see to. this guy just baby, just whining mm-hmm. over there. And then game, in, all, game out, they're yucking it up at mm-hmm. the end. That's the frustrating well, part I was, a, for the fan
1: base. I, I get it. And I am glad that Dockage did point out that Carlson just told him to shut up.
2: <laughs> and Izzo's heard that plenty, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he has. That's what he does.
1: Yeah, no, that, was, that was, um, oh, it was a fun game. Fun, fun, fun game last night. It's
2: hard to walk away with a lot of negatives for There really isn't, Without trend. C.J. Frederick to go in there, mm-hmm. play that way, Camp yeah. was a no-show. Again, on the road. The numbers What's are staggering. What's wrong with is him? Is there something physical? I
1: don't. There has to. Or, is it or all,
2: mental? Is it all between the ears, or is there something more here? Because Trent,
1: he's a better shooter than this, and he God had says. looks, and he had looks,
2: and he they scored were his gross. first field goal with 29 seconds left in the game. Yeah, the little banker. Yeah, uh, yeah, right from underneath the basket. He had looks. It wasn't just that they were bumping him off screens. That's going to happen. Unless and we even, hear there's something physical happening yeah. here. That's
1: the that's the concerning part about this. It's also concerning he's passing up shots. Yes, and, he was. And maybe, you know what? Nah, you're, you've got to shoot the basketball. You do. Yes. you got to shoot the basketball. Because of how limited
2: this uh-huh. team is offensively without Frederick, you need him in that role. Fran went out of his way, listened to the post game, praising him, saying... Did he, he praise Creener? He had to have. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he was talking about Wieskamp, not hunting shots. Mm-hmm. You know what? With the current construction of this team... You need to. You need Wieskamp yep. hunting, hunting shots. Yep, And... There are a couple of different times where he'd turn the corner and he'd come off a screen and he'd actually have a path to the basket. He'd take a couple of dribbles, the defense would catch up to him, he'd just pass it back. Mm-hmm. Out. Just There's something off there, either physically or mentally. And right now, without anything being said about the physical side, you have to figure it's between the years.
1: You do. Connor McCaffrey was terrific. Ryan Creener was terrific. This was a this was a great Big Ten basketball game. As Connor McCaffrey, right back to the, my... Oh, boy. I, I should have sent that guy
2: a valentine. I love watching <laughs> that dude play basketball. Yeah. He's just yeah, he talk, he and he's mouthy, and he is, he is the embodiment of what I wish I could have been as a basketball Dear Connor, player.
1: be my valentine.
2: Be my, he's my basketball valentine for this year, Connor McCaffrey. That,
1: that's funny. I love that hey, dude. So I, was, uh, I wrote this down because I wanted to ask you. I'm going to defer to you. Um, and maybe I should defer to an older Hawkeye fan, but you've certainly been following it for a long time. Dockage, calling Garza are the best Hawkeye of all time. It's uh, certainly
2: of my lifetime. I, I don't think anybody else that you can put up there. I remember vividly the final three years of Roy, BJ, and Ed. That's where my mm-hmm. fandom of sports really started is with those basketball teams of the late 80s. And Roy Marble, no, he could score, but that was about it. BJ, I think, became even a bigger star. In the NBA. Because of what he and did in getting to play yeah. with Michael Jordan and sure. winning championships. He was a really good point guard, and he was a guy that could score as a point guard, but I think that really transcended him as a basketball player, and certainly because it was for a long time, that was Roy's team at that point. Mm-hmm. AC Earl, come on. AC yeah. was a nice player. Right. He was a really good defensive player. Uh-huh. And he could score, but. And, and then you keep going through, and from Reggie Evans to Utah to Aaron White, whoever else you want to throw in there. Les Jepson. Yeah. <laughs> the pride of Bo Bell's North, North Dakota. Dakota. Yes. <laughs> this, uh, there's nobody close statistically, yeah. but. But it's more than that. This team, if you would have said at the beginning of the year... He's a player
1: of the year in college basketball, and I don't give a damn what anybody says.
2: Bo is going to play 10 games, and that's it. Nunji's mm-hmm. going to tear his ACL. Mm-hmm. You're going to C.J. Frederick's going to become a revelation, but then you're also going to lose him for right. five, six games, whatever it turns out Patrick to be. Patrick McCaffrey's 10 to 12 minutes a, a, a game, those are gone. Those are gone. You're not going to get that. And this team now currently sits at 19-9, 10 wins already in the Big Ten. You say that before the year. No, I know. Nobody nope. believes you. Nope. Nobody, but and it's for Luca Garza. He is the man that uh, we have seen put this team on his back. Would you like to shoot the ball better last night? Of course. He missed five three pointers, and we know he can hit those kind of shots. But the number of games that they won because of him, what he has done with this team, and Obi Toppin's a nice player. Yeah, Obi Toppin hasn't played a, a top twenty-five team in three months. Right. He's <laughs> been a while. Well, yeah. they, you know, who? Who else he Garza up does FX? every week. <laughs> every single week he is up there. Other player, that, Marcus Howard is yes, a volume he's scorer. Right, right, right. Devin Dotson, okay. Well, he's mm-hmm. got Azubuki
1: playing with him, and Azubuki and has been playing lately. Boy, oh boy, has he been playing. Malachi Flynn, I maybe yeah, he that, stunk
2: last night. They almost got nipped know by that. Colorado State that at home been a tough again. Week. That is Aztecs. One loss isn't a big deal, though. It was yeah. at home against an average UNLV team. Coupled with what we saw against Colorado State, they have another big one coming up this weekend. That one certainly takes a hit. I, I don't think who I can't think of who else he would really put in the mix
1: for National Player of the yeah, Year. It's Luca Garza. It's got to be. It has to be. Luka Garza's is going to win National Player of the Year and come back to school. That would be. That'd be great for college basketball. Oh, it'd be great for college basketball. It'd be great for the state. Well, well, not the entire state of Iowa, <laughs> right? Certainly a portion of Trent. They got a chance to be special if that happens. Anyways, we got a lot of time before we get to that Drake. Real quick, I do want to. We'll get to more of Drake. That was with a Kevin fun Lane. game too. You know, it really was. And thank you for alerting me that it was on six sixty five dash one. Appreciated that. Man, they had a look. Trent Jackson's mm-hmm. got a wide open look to. I mean, they would have put him up one with, with three seconds left, something right, like that. Uh, would have um, you know sent Loyola to another defeat and probably ensured that Drake was able would have been able to stay out of that Thursday spot. Yes. Now they have to beat you and I. They have to beat you and I.
2: They're sitting at eight and nine right now. They need some help. Valpo won
1: last night. They move up mm-hmm. to nine and eight. Most state to me is the team that scares the you know what's out?
2: Well, and Missouri State last night, I, I like them just like you. They were playing really well and they get blitzed at Valpo last night and they lose by fifteen. Again, I still think talent wise, they're certainly right up there, but mm-hmm. Missouri State inconsistency. I don't think there. T- you
1: know what? And this is gonna sound cliche ish, right? <laughs> you you don't want to see though the, Missouri State, I don't think, when you get to St. Louis. I think that this team's oh, going to break that. some hearts. Yes. And they it might maybe be pop some bubbles. They
2: might be trending at that 7 seed, so if you're the 2, that's more than likely mm-hmm. cuz they play Evansville in the first round if that plays out. You're the 2 seed, more than likely Loyola? Yeah, I don't see most state there.
1: No, I don't think so either. Because they, now if
2: you're you and I, it certainly would work yes. out well for Put you. Put them on the bottom side of the bracket, you take the top half and you're good to go. You and I should roll tonight against Evansville. Hey, I you know the that. Aces though, Though they haven't won a game, they played better. we have. Lickliter has uh, got them be playing
1: better. Right. It was Drake last week, mm-hmm. last Wednesday, last week during the week. I think recently, anyway, had the Bulldogs they down did. for a while. They did, and then the Bulldogs came out. Sturts was terrific last night. Thomas had an off night. Robbins fouled out late in the basketball game, but Jackson's got a shot, and Penn's really good too. Mm-hmm. Penn is really good too. This is uh, this is a nice Drake team. Nice Drake team
2: again, adjusting on the fly. Year number two of Devries lost a lot of talent off of last year's team, getting guys in there and. It's exciting to see what this team can be because you get those base pieces, you get those building block pieces going forward, maybe a son Tucker in a couple of years going there too. This is going to be a team that I think is not only going to be good enough to have a winning record, and those have kind of been the benchmarks we talked about in the past, but competing in the top end on a yearly basis, I think that's a realistic path yep. for DeVries' squad going forward.
1: Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice if they're able to avoid uh, the uh, the opening night of the tournament. But the Valley's better this year. The Valley, yeah, The is. Valley's better this year. I don't think there's uh, any doubt about that. All right, Kevin Lehman will talk more college basketball with us on the other side of this timeout. At the 11 o'clock hour, about a half an hour, maybe. Probably to be... Accurate, 35 minutes away from speaking with Cappy. Look forward to talking to Cappy. We will get him. Interrupt his vacation to join the program. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. And then Matt Poston's Trent and I. Your theory about the top of the Big 12? I think it's Kansas and Baylor is good. It bears the
2: conversation at the very least. Because the conference overall is. I just look at this Kansas team and they got so many dudes. They do. It's not just about
1: Dotson no, and Azubuking. No, there's they, they got some guy, Garrett's I mean, Garrett's a, I think he's a difference maker. Anyways, we will uh, uh talk to Matt Post in about an hour from now. Trent and I are with you until noon. It's Miller and Condon. Thanks for joining. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.
0: 106- Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO.
1: And now on
2: 106.3 FM.
1: Miller and Cotton in Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 25 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock. 25 minutes away from David Kaplan, about 50 minutes away from Matt Poston's on the Big 12 right now. Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa, sponsoring all of our Missouri Valley conversation. Uh, This time tomorrow, roughly, we will have Ben Jacobson, Coach Jacobson, Mm -hmm. scheduled to join us. I certainly look forward to that, but Kevin Lehman in here right now, and we look forward to that nonetheless. Kevin, Trent, and Ken, thank you, sir, for coming on. How are you?
0: Ken, I am doing great. Uh, Boy, tough loss for Drake last night and the Hawkeyes.
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, Obviously, we're going to get to both of them with you. Um, Let me ask you about Tom Izzo and the Tom Izzo effect, Kevin. You've been around the game forever, and this isn't me complaining one bit. I respect the hell out of Izzo. The officials clearly do. He's been around the game a long time. But Kevin, from you know, from from your playing days, from your coaching days, from your broadcasting days, sitting courtside, have you uh, seen a coach that comes close to getting the? I don't know, things seemingly go his way more so than Tom Izzo. He seemingly works the system uh, better than most coaches, fair to say?
0: Yes, Ken, and I watched that last night. He reminds me of Charlie Spoonhour when he coached at Missouri State. Charlie would beat your butt by 20 and then make you feel good about yourself afterwards because he'd heap on compliments in the postgame press conference. Tom Izzo is a master. of That I mean, it's hard not to like the guy because he's so complimentary. And I tell you, the classy thing he did at Nebraska—yes, started Fred Hoiberg's son—that you know that puts him at the top of the heap. That that was really a cool thing to do. And not many coaches would do that.
1: That's a great point. Jack comes out there starting lineup. Uh, didn't know. I don't think Fred knew. Obviously, and of course, uh, uh, Jack's mom Carol's in the crowd to watch the game. Great point, Kevin. It's it's uh, it's more than X's and O's with him. That was clearly a class move. Well, the game itself, it was a bit. It was a Big Ten. It was a Big Ten heavyweight fight in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, you had Dockett's talking about Hall and Pimsel, and These two don't like each other very. Or they're not getting along very well at the present time. Garza down low. Go. back and forth with Tillman that was when you talk about Big Ten basketball plug in that tape that's what that definition means
0: it is the most physical league in the country has been for years even more so this year and you know you can't be stopped with Luka Garza and when you play Michigan State you got to bring it because they will intimidate you they will do all they can physically to try to just run over the top of you and uh we saw that in the second half. And how about Cassius Winston? Ugh. One point halftime and then goes off in the second half. You kind of felt that coming when you see the halftime score. Hawks up six. That's the good news. Bad news, Cassius Winston only has one point in that first half.
2: This Iowa team, two home games now coming up, a top 20 matchup against Penn State over the weekend, and then uh, maybe a little bit of revenge against Purdue after what happened against them in West Lafayette coming up next week. You know, C.J. Frederick anticipated he's going to be able to come back, but the other guy on the wing I want to get your perspective on is Joe Wieskamp, a a player that is very talented. We see the talent there just against Nebraska a couple weeks ago. He goes off for 30, a career high, had the monster dunk late against Ohio State, but he seems to be in a bit of a funk here. Between the ears, physically, when you have a guy that you know is talented and is struggling, what does the coaching staff do, Kevin?
0: Well, at this time of year, it's got to be all positive. Mm. He's got to build his confidence back up. He's had two bad games in a row. I didn't think I'd ever see that out of, of Joe Wieskamp. You know, he's he's one for eight last night. doesn't make a three in the game before. He also struggled. they got to have him because they're short bench so it's a matter of getting him in, getting more shots up with him and just staying positive positive. And, and Fran I think is as good as any coach I've seen on telling his players don't turn down an open shot and that's what he'll do with Joe Wieskamp. Wieskamp's going to shoot his way out of this but so hopefully sooner than later because they're going to need him. We're in the stretch run for not only the Big Ten but all the other conferences.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Look, Ryan Creener is in foul trouble early in the basketball game. Missed most of the first uh, half, Kevin. I think he was – well, he had two fouls before the first media timeout, if memory serves, and then didn't see the floor the rest of the first half. 18 minutes, but finishes with 18 points and seven rebounds. This is another example of a senior realizing that he's running out of uh, basketball life, uh, college basketball life, and is playing it uh, as you would hope uh, his best basketball down the stretch. Creener again last night, going in there against those big physical guys of uh, of Michigan State, clearly wasn't intimidated. One, I'm not saying that any of them were, uh, but but Creener was. I thought he had a terrific game in limited minutes. Kev. Well, kid, we have a. Ter-
0: coaching, or no senior urgency. And when you coach players, you get this time of year when they can see the incoming. Like, right here, you know, this is the last time I'm playing in the Breslin Center. This is going to be the last time I'm going to play against Penn State and Carver Hawkeye last time against Purdue. They upped their game, especially guys with the quality of career. I think he's been the unsung hero mm. in the stretch run that I was made. Uh, with the injury they've had, C.J. Frederick, he goes in the starting lineup, Krater does, and is produced at a high level. And also, if you look at Picard, Eagle's last four games, he has been tremendous for the Hawkeyes. This is a guy who's been kind of quiet. And when they took him, I questioned that. Mm-hmm. Because i team him at Valparaiso, I'm thinking, this guy, you know, Big Ten player, I wasn't so sure. But he certainly, when he hit those free throws at Minnesota, I think it was a huge confidence. We call it you know, a bucket, a lid lifter. But has been uh, he's been really good since then. Let's go to
2: Drake last night. Another team on the wrong side of things. They played well, came back against Loyola. and Boy, Kevin, I was, I was telling you right before we came on, I thought that final shot was going down. So Got nice. a great look at it and uh, just missed on that strong. one. You yep, have just a little bit too deep, but tough one for Drake. But says a lot about this team. After a rough stretch here to come back, play that way on the road against Loyola, a lot of positives certainly to take away.
0: I love watching that team play. I don't know if it's the Darren DeBreeze effect, but they play so hard. They play so together. And what you saw last night was kind of their road rose. It was like a lather, rinse, repeat. Hmm. We've seen that happen a number of games. I had them Saturday against Illinois State. They fought back, lost out by three. I had them at Bradley, one possession game going the last minute. They've struggled to close out games the And here's what it feels like, guys like one Tremel Murphy away from winning mm, those games. Yeah. And you think you put him in there, gives him some more physicality yeah. because in the post, Leon Robbins have to bring Phil Povich, he's a different type of player. And Robbins, you can see as the game progresses, he gets tired. Darren DeVries tries to grab him minutes around timeouts to give him some extra rest. Uh, this is a team, you know, a big upside on this team. Unfortunately, the game against Illinois State, when they lost that, he really put them in the Thursday game because they can't yep. get out of it now. It's Tom Trent. Right before he went on, they're, they're locked now. Any type of, yes, because this oh. tiebreaker uh, can. It's going to go to net, and they're going to lose the tiebreaker in the net. Even Darren told me that at Illinois State. I said, "This is your Friday playing game oh, no. last Saturday." He goes, "Yeah, you're right." Because he's got Loyola on the road. Yeah. Even if they beat you and I at home, they're going to up nine and nine and they're going to be in a tiebreaker situation because Indiana State and Balfour play each other. One of those is going to get that number six seed, so it's going to come down to Missouri State and – And Drake, and they're going to lose a tiebreaker on that situation, or it's going to be Valpo, Indiana State in there
1: too. Interesting, Kevin. Didn't realize that. In most years, if you get to nine wins, you're going to avoid uh, Thursday night uh, in St. Louis. Well, they're still they still got you and I in this. I think it's got a chance to be a terrific basketball game, and it couldn't work any uh, out any better for us. Got the Hawks at 11, the Clones at three, and Drake, you and I battling each other at five o'clock, so they stay off each other, uh, which is terrific. So let me go back to Robbins, Kevin, and pick up on something you said. The fatigue factor that seems to you know set in with him. I'm anxious to see what his what this summer is like. and I'm not saying that well maybe I am. Maybe he should reach out to Garza's father and uh, and have him train him this year because the improvement from Luca Garza from his sophomore to his junior season was clearly off the charts. He went over to Hawaii. I don't know what that what had that had to do with it. but what do you anticipate from Robbins as far as off season? because clearly uh, he continues to take steps forward in his basketball growth.
0: Well, you've seen kids like this. This kid weighed 300 pounds in high school, 8-inch growth spurt. They talked about his diet when he went to Sunrise Academy, so you lose all that weight. Now it's a matter of replacing that with muscle mass. So with with Robbins, you're going to put him in the weight room this summer, work on his skills. And I thought Darren DeVries, he told me this Saturday's game at Illinois State, I asked him about, did you see – the development of Leon Robbins coming. When Nick McGlynn went down the Valley Tournament last year, yep. there, so it was so important was to get in the – I think he played in the CIT.
1: They did, yeah. I
0: spent one of them. those 10 days – yeah, I spent those 10 days. Leon Robbins was the focus of our offense. I think he had 15-7 and seven against Utah State because we got beat. But it was huge for his confidence because he was the main man Going in that CIT tournament, I thought, hey, Darren, that is a stroke of genius as a coach. So, Leon Robbins got a taste of it, of him being the man in the middle. And I tell you today, guys, I'm just going through some notes. If I vote for my first team Valley, I'm putting Leon Robbins on it. I think he is a first team Valley player this year. Obviously, the most improved player in the league.
2: Well, uh, first teamer, what we saw, at least at the beginning of the second half on Sunday for you and I, was Austin Fife. They mm. went to him early yes. after. Get the huge lead, give up the huge lead, and then get another big run going back and forth. It was a game of runs. You and I ends up on the top side of it, but going to Fife early in that second half seemed to be, at least, to be the difference for the Panthers to come back and beat the Salukis.
0: Here's the interesting thing about Northern Iowa. You look at all those three point shots they make, they're ranked in the nation and three point percentage, but where they beat you is in the paint, whether it's Fife scoring or guys in the back cut when they lift Fife. Up in the top of the funnel in the high post area. And you talk about first teamers. I've got three post players on my Valley first team, Crutwig, Robbins, and Fife. And I've had coaches tell me, I'm putting Austin Fife on there. He is the key to this Northern Iowa offense. 18 rebounds. He gets stronger every game. Uh, and it's fun to watch this kid. Uh, it's going to be a tough one tonight because they got Evansville. They're going to play five out, and zero in. They're going to pull Fife out of his comfort zone.
1: Hmm. Well, then maybe it's A.J. Green's night tonight <laughs> to, to light it up. And those two are the same year, right? They're both yeah, sophomores. both That's, sophomores. Oh my.
2: How about A.J. Green playing with the mask? It, it seems Southern Illinois was throwing doubles at him Sunday all game long. But has he said anything to you, Kevin, about playing with that mask? It's got to be uncomfortable.
0: Well, you know, he actually didn't play with it. He took it off. He, they fitted him for it, and they went into Indiana State without it with it. Two huge black eyes. Mm-hmm. This is a tough kid because you saw him go down against Loyola. That face plant, that had to hurt. Right. And I've had a broken na- nose playing basketball. I tell you guys, and you, know, you guys have played. For the, night, the next 10 days, anything that came near my face, I was flinching. <laughs> uh, a ball, an elbow, because it's so painful when you break a nose. And of course, mine was like on the side of my face. I had guys... Uh, Puking when they looked at it, so I grabbed it and straightened (laughs) it back out. It's tough to play with, guys, and I give him credit because uh, he just went out there and started getting shots up with a broken nose. Didn't score well against Southern, but he facilitates everything else, and he's going to draw lots of attention. That's just it. That just makes, yeah, it it does for Fife, Burhau, Haldeman, all those guys feed off of A.J. Green. He's a special talent. Guy. No, no he's doubt got to about be it. Player of the year in this league.
1: I don't think has a, Kevin will be a crime if he's not. I totally agree with you. Last thing, Kevin. I want to finish with Iowa State? Uh, uh, the, the fan base, the the team, the coaching staff. They they clearly, uh, collectively needed that one last night. Almost gave it up to their credit. Found a way, and it was the two freshmen at the look. Solomon Young was terrific. I don't want to minimize what he did, uh, but he's we've we've seen that lately out of him. You know, going for those big offensive outputs. But it was it was Jackson. Who couldn't miss early in the basketball game and grill? Although he didn't score, Kevin down the stretch defensively really had an impact.
0: Well, and that's what Steve Pronges were looking for. Somebody will step up at the defensive end. Trey Jackson plays 40 minutes, knocks in four threes. They needed someone to invigorate this offense and the defense for this Iowa State team since uh, since Halliburton went. They got it because. You look down their schedule, guys. they got some winnable games. West Virginia Absolutely. is reeling right now. They've got them coming to Hilton. You go to Oklahoma, they're fighting for their NCAA lives. K-State, very winnable in Manhattan. So maybe this team can finish strong and get some momentum going into uh, Kansas City. When, and maybe we'll have Hilton South going on in the Sprint Center.
1: Indeed. It's, it's even easier than that. It's Oklahoma State, not Oklahoma, Kev. So, um yeah, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, K State. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma State, yeah. Yep. Winnable basketball games. Kevin Lehman, thank you, Kevin. We will talk to you. I know you've uh you've got the Panthers in Evansville tonight, and then we will talk to you next week from St. Louis. Uh
0: Wednesday. I'll probably I'll probably still be home heading down Wednesday night. Gotcha. If you have uh Northern Iowa Drake at the nap. I've got the call on that game. Oh, good. Good uh, on ESPN two, good.
1: five o'clock. ES- who are you working with, you know?
0: Uh a new guy, I don't his name is Casey right now, he just emailed me this morning. Good stuff. Uh the practice ESPN2 that guys, by Yeah, I guess 2 keeps giving you different play by play guys. Since Mitch Mitch Holtis would have been the guy, but because of the Mahomes, Mitch Holtis had a bow.
1: <laughs> Understandably so. Uh good
0: stuff, Kevin. Thank you. Talk to you next week. All
1: right, guys, have a good one. Yeah, Wash Your Systems of Iowa does, uh, presents all of our Missouri Valley Conference coverage.
2: So I was looking at the U and I game notes, and I put this uh, in my notes for today. Preseason poll. They still had it in their game notes. Okay, yeah. As we've talked about, Missouri State yeah. was the preseason pick. Right. Bradley was number 2. Okay. and I was picked third. Yeah. Probably at least going to get a share of the title. Mm-hmm. Loyola fourth. Drake was fifth. Southern Illinois is picked 10th. Were they really? Jesus. Jesus job mullins is done
1: yeah no look that's a fun conference trent it's it a it's a fun conference uh um you know espn plus i think has is, is been a great plus for for a lot of people that m- would have missed the uh, uh a lot of those games all right myself included uh come back we'll finish up the hour busy 11 o'clock hour david kaplan joins us a lot of cubs conversation white Sox conversation to kick off the 11 o'clock hour with cappy and uh when we come back i made a trip up to a new sports book in Jefferson. A new sports book.
2: The new sports book up oh, there. Oh, the new
1: app. The new DraftKings yes. app. So
2: got signed up. I'll tell you my story when we come I'm back on the other side.
1: Uh, I'm anxious to hear it. I'm anxious to hear. You went yesterday. Went yesterday. Busy. You're a busy guy. Uh, we'll come back. Anxious to hear that. We're here until noon. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and Now on One Ridge, Iowa, straight Urban whiskey. Right, final couple of minutes of the first hour of the program. David Kaplan in about 10 minutes, not quite 10 minutes. Uh, and then uh, Matt Poston's on the Big 12. So yesterday, you made your way up to Jefferson, made yourself compliant, picked up the, because uh, you can't do it, you have to be in person. Right. A little bit different than the Daily
2: Fantasy app where you can just sign up sign from up your up, home. Right. And that's what I did when that one came live. So went to Jefferson, made the Mm -hmm. trek up there, just over an hour from West Des Moines. uh, Got up, signed up. The whole process took five minutes. I mean, it was super easy. In fact, you don't even need to bring cash with you. You can just load it up. In fact, that's what they ask you to do. Load it up. On your debit card? Debit card, credit card. Even you can sign up your bank account through that and do it through your checking account that way. So very easy process. Took not even five minutes, but compliant. And then I got to play around with the app. Oh, boy. So really? this uh, Compared
1: to the William Hill...
2: This is a big time upgrade. Is this, it really? Yeah, Whoa. I mean, they did a really good job with this. Now, of course, they've had this in other states, so they're used to mm-hmm. it. But in terms of just getting and navigating through, it's a lot easier than the mm-hmm. William Hill app. It's a lot quicker. There's some lagginess at times with the William Hill app. I've and you can cash that. out on your app yes. too, correct? Yeah, you can get it right back into your account whatever yeah. it is. And that's it.
1: not the case with with William Hill.
2: It's uh it, it's it's an upgrade to me. Mm-hmm. It really is. Wow, interesting. The amount of different things that are up there, the futures wagers that you don't have a whole lot with William Hill. I was incredibly impressed by it. The navigation through it incredibly easy. The live betting wagers I, I thought were a lot easier, a lot simpler that you had, and I jumped aboard with Michigan State a couple of different times uh, <laughs> last night with that. one, So was able to cash out so a couple of first, different ways. So your, your first night as a DraftKings customer was a winning night. It was a winning night. Yeah, we we added you. some money to the account that I'll eventually lose in the I was end. But say, you know it's gonna, they're going to get. it. Oh either, yeah, right? they're, they're going to get it. But I was really impressed with everything. It went easy. It was quick in and out. A little bit of a drive to get up there to get it set up, right. but. For this to have a couple of different accounts now well, that I can play it. with numbers, you've
1: got different, you've, you've got options. Do they? I wonder if they realize what uh, the, the, the tiger that they have by the tail, Trent. When January first rolls around, yeah. DraftKings is going to be because all those people that have signed up for fantasy mm-hmm. instantly get sent over to sports because you will not have to make
2: that in person stop to make that happen. They are on 1st. To, uh,
1: about to become the 800 pound gorilla in the state of Iowa. They'll be the bear. Cappy be next. Miller and Cotton 1460 kicks. In